Under pressure, do you always walk around with your Beretta? Protecting yours at any cost, magazines ready to take another level. Yeah, let your flag fly in any weather, straight game banging nigga on whatever. Hey, then tell me where you practice what you preach, chief. Please, point these guns at these oppressors. Time to stretch and work it out. And you are not tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. And today I have the honor and privilege of welcoming Cleveland legend DJ Johnny O, CEO of the Nerve DJs, to the conversation. How yeah. you doing, bro? I am fantastic. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Good, How, good. How's your family? Family is great. Everybody's doing very good. No complaints. It's a beautiful day in Cleveland. And Oh, man. Just loving life, getting ready for this um, wedding rehearsal practice at five. That's why we had to reschedule to three. So, and I appreciate you working with me. Oh, come on, man. You're you, yes, you the man here, bro. Like, shit, whatever you want to go, I'm there. You know, um, when did you start DJing? June the 10th, 1977. Wow, you got a date. Everybody always says, How you know the date? I right. Said, it was the first Saturday after we got out of um, school for summer break. Mm -hmm. I was in the ninth grade, 15 years old. And um, my downstairs neighbor came home from the service and he brought all this equipment out on the front porch and started playing music. I used to ride dirt bikes up and down the street and race all over the country. So he took all of the young ladies away from watching me ride my dirt bike. Ooh. I said, I got to become a DJ. It just took all the girls. So. <laughs> I've been DJing ever since, man. Ever wow. Since. You remember the first record you played? Um, Monorail. The Monorail by James Brown. No, not on James Brown. Who made the Monorail? Yeah, James Brown. No. 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 Um, that's a damn shame. I can't remember who made the Monorail. Oh. But yeah, that was the first record I was playing. <laughs> I can't either, bro. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't beat yourself up over it. Um, <laughs> so what high school you go to? I went to Collinwood High School in Cleveland. Oh, the Wood. Yeah, okay. the Wood. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Cleveland. Oh, you know, you, I, I see that 313. I thought you was in. Well, I was oh, born and raised in Detroit, but I moved okay. to Cleveland to shit, been about 20 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm over here off of Lake Shore. Cool. All right. We right off 105. Oh, 105. Yeah, I, I used to. Five, uh, baby. Back in my younger days, I used to go down 10-5. That's another story. <laughs> yeah, I've so, been here for, we've been here for 18 years, so. Okay, wow. That's yeah, but amazing. I'm born and raised on St. Clair, so. Oh, man, Clair has been been through it, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. What Seen was it, it like when you was coming up? Well, I remember the Huff riots. Um, I remember Martin Luther King visiting our church right there on Eddie Road. Really? Yeah, 1968. He no, that was 66. I was about four years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember the long waits to get in, and we lived right across the street on Eddie Road, so we just walked over real early, and the line was crazy as what. Uh, I remember there used to be a pick and pay right there on Eddie Road in St. Clair, a, a giant eagle, not giant eagle, oh, wow. giant tiger. The hell is right that? Right down on 100, 100. Hundred and in St. Clair, where that's where the plaza is at now, <clears throat> where the uh, okay, East Side Market right. is at. Yeah, there used to be a Giant Eagles that sat, Giant, Tiger. Giant Tigers that sat right there. 
Okay. Yeah, it's changed drastically from back then. It was beautiful then. So now it's the hood. So, but it's all good in the hood. So, oh man, we here loving life. And I, I think all of our communities have seen that transition. Unfortunately, yes, sir. Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Uh, everywhere. It's it's so different. I try to tell people. I think I think we're the last generation that played outside. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I just turned 60, and I don't think none of my kids ever played outside. No. Patrice, but she didn't want to get dirty. (laughs) That's my oldest daughter, and she's 38, so so I don't – none of my kids played outside. So let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Okay, outside, well, we we know you married, been been married for for a long time, Um, so it ain't about the ladies anymore. What is it about DJing that just still – Gets you going. It's just the love of the music and making people dance to it. That's the main thing about being a DJ. And and when when you put on that one record and when the whole crowd synchronized, say yeah, whoa, that, that's, <laughs> that's the best feeling in the world. So. so, what song for you? What's what, what's your go to song? Your go to record. My go-to record is (laughs) AMG. Really? AMG. Bitch Better Have My Money? Bitch Better Have My Money. That's my favorite record to cut. (laughs) Favorite record to cut. That and uh, LL Cool J, uh, I'm Bad. I like that. So those are my two favorites. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm Bad. Bad. My Money. That song will definitely get it cranking in any city, oh, to be quite honest. Yes. Definitely. And it's a Cleveland jam, so. Oh, what's yeah, the other joint, Cleveland. too? Uh, in Cleveland. Um, uh, damn, the No Limit shit. Yeah, her song. That's my wife's song. Ghetto Sympathy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man. man. Oh, you talking about. Um, <laughs> no, no, the one with uh, Sea Murder and, yeah. and Snoop. And Snoop, yeah, that's um, yeah. oh, that's down for my niggas, down for yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he, he got more gray hair than me. How, how old are you? I'm fifty. Oh, you fifty? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just had a lot of stress in life, bro. Yeah, that's down for my niggas. No problem. Oh, We're gonna God. take yeah. the stress away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to come to one of your parties, man. You know. Yeah, I, I haven't hooked up yet, but you know, we getting ready to do some things. So the nerve DJs, how do you start that off? Well, actually, it was um, four of us who started it off. Mm-hmm. A guy by the name of John Mitchell, uh, DJ Quest, rest in peace, DJ Mastermind. And um, I met John Mitchell at a um, construction project, a construction project for, what is the name of that school? On, on 147th. Mm-hmm. And uh, with not really, uh, 147th and, and Kinsman. Okay. And he said, You Johnny O, right? I said, Yeah. He said, uh, When we get a break, I want to show you how you can download your music while you sleep. I said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this was in 2002, mm-hmm. summer 2002. So we get a break. He go outside. I said, What now? You got to explain to me what you're talking about. He said, I want to show you how you can download your music while you sleep. I said, I'm interested. I okay. pulled out my checkbook in my back pocket. I said, how much is it? 
He said, how much is what? I mean, how much you charge for something like that? He said, I don't know. Give me $20 a month. So I wrote him a check for six months, gave it to him. He said, well, this is my address. Come by my house tonight, and I'll show you how to download your music while you sleep. So what it turned out to be, it was an FTP website. And we didn't really know much about websites or, you know, download music from the website. So he said, what I, what I did was I created an FTP. I upload music to it. All you had to do was go in, copy the folder, do not delete it, and paste it to your hard drive. This was before high-speed internet. <clears throat> and I said, okay. So I went over. He showed me how to do it. I got home. I did it a couple of times. When I got up the next morning, all the music was on my hard drive. So I took the music and burnt it to CDs. And I was DJing with um, CDs on the CDJ 1000s. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, this, I don't have to carry no more records ever again. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. carrying big cases of CDs. I had two big cases <laughs> like this. They're about that thick of CDs. They have more CDs than records I ever had. So I'm like, wow. So I kept burning CDs and everything. Then finally, the MP3 players came out that were just like turntables. You don't even, you didn't even need um, records no more. You still use needles and everything. So I switched over to Scratch Live on Serato mm -hmm. a few years later and was back on turntables and been there ever since. So. Thanks to the MP and the revolution of the MP evolution of the MP3. Okay, so what exactly does Nerve DJs do? Nerve DJ started out as a MP3 pool mm -hmm. for DJs to come and download music, promotional music from okay. the record labels. The record labels would service the music. We would service it to our DJs. It was free for DJs. We would charge record labels and artists to put their music on the website. So DJs can come and download it. So it was like a one-stop shop, you know, put your music in Nerve DJs. We have at the, when we first started, we had 40, 50 DJs. And over a year's time, it went up to over 300 Damn. DJs. And everybody was, you know, so we started paying, asking the DJs to pay so we can expand. Mm -hmm. so DJs were paying $30 a month. 300 DJs, so the number, the money was getting real good. So we kept expanding our website and evolving and moving and recruiting. Mm -hmm. And um, now today, 20 almost 20 years later, we are over 9,000 members worldwide. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And it's free for the DJs, but we charge artists to put their music up there. So yeah. if an artist wants to put their music up there, how do they go about, how do they get in touch with you? It's free to upload it to our mixtape website. Mm -hmm. If they want to submit it to the MP3 pool, it's between $50 and $100 to service okay. it. And they get an email blast. <clears throat> an email blast, they get a couple of social media posts, and they get their music service to the 9,000-plus members. And so yeah. for that small fee, whatever song they got goes out to 9,000 9, people. It goes out to over 30,000 total. 30,000. That's our email blast list. Yeah, our email blast list hits wow. over 30,000 DJs. And so how does a DJ sign up? You just go to the website and sign up. You can be okay. a nerd DJ. You got a radio show, right? This is a, this is a podcast radio I show. I have yet to figure out how I can legally play the music. You just put it on the player. No, no. They'll yank my channel. Hey, StreamYard will yank your channel? 
StreamYard, StreamYard is like a third-party service. I just use okay. that to to do the live streaming. Like okay. right now, we're live streaming on two YouTube channels, a yeah, Twitch YouTube channel, a Twitter channel, and a Facebook channel. Now, Twitch will stop you too. They don't stop us when we play. I don't think Twitch will, but if I did it all simultaneously, right, right, you know, like if I did it just to Twitch. But there's a way, and I got my cousin. My cousin's been a DJ for about thirty plus years. Who is that? Um, DJ Demetrius. He's we okay. grew up in Detroit. Oh, okay. Um, he, he's actually in in Dallas now. Oh, good. Um, but I was telling him about you guys, uh, and and so he was interested in kind of trying to figure it out. Now I'll put him up on it. Let him, let him see the show afterwards. Yeah. Um, he can just go to nerve DJs, mixtapes.com click register and become a DJ. Once he register, I'll see it and I'll go in and approve it. Mm-hmm. Normally I call or text him and say, Hey, I'm about to approve your account. Mm-hmm. And we go from there and, and create a connection. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's a way you can pay uh BMI and ASCAP to, to play their music. Sound exchange. Is it sound? Oh, see, see, that's why I got you on the show. Yes, sir. Like, yeah. Write that down. If you, if you get covered through sound exchange, it's like 500 a year, and you turn in your reports every, I think it's weekly or monthly. And um, you should you should be clear to play music through all of the um, channels that you broadcast on. Well, you got a radio station, right? Couple, yes, sir. How, like okay, so I want to rate. I want to broadcast with you. How do I do? I, is it the same pro- process? I mean, you broadcast with us, you'll be good. You can broadcast to our radio channel. It's gonna cost me though, huh? No, I work with you. I'm just okay. trying to fill in a couple of spots. Okay, well, holler at your boy. I'm yeah, hollering at you now. We talking <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nothing but a thing. I'm just trying. You know, we got we got a lot of things going on. We're expanding every day. Um, I need to be in Florida in, in a couple of weeks, but I don't think I'm gonna make it. But I need to be there. But it's a lot. It's so much going on. Mm. But, um, can't even name it all. So, so what's the biggest record y'all broke? Cardi B. That's the biggest artist we broke. Wiz Khalifa. Really? Um, Young M. A. We were the first. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion. I, oh, we, she going through some shit right now, boy. Oh my goodness, she doing good. She, I she think well, she is, but like that that whole situation kind of kind of stopped both their momentum. I feel bad for oh, both with of the them. Gunshot supposedly yeah. shot he shot me in the foot. Yeah, got some she glass in her foot or something. Yeah, day. so I mean, she ain't letting that stop her because she's still winning awards. But we put I Megan Thee Stallion. On our state, our South by Southwest stage in Austin, Texas, March of 2017. Uh-huh. And her manager at the time, well, he was co-managing her with her mother who passed mm-hmm. away, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he said, hey, man, I got this young girl I'm working with. She's going to be fire. Can I get her on your show? I see you're going to be in Austin. I said, yeah, man, come, on, come on. T. Nitty was his name, T. Nitty. Mm-hmm. So he sent her up. He came up. We shook hands and everything. And I told everybody, I introduced her. She had on these real high heels. She could barely walk. And she got <laughs> up and did a couple of songs, and everybody was in, in awe. And the guy from 300 ENT was at our at our stage show that day. 
and they connected right from there. Her, her and T Nitty was in the in the in their talk, and her mother was there as well. Wow. That was March of 2017. She came out on a label in the end of March 2018. Beginning. Where's Khalifa? Did you see the brand that he would become? No, I didn't see it. No. Oh, then, yeah, because he was so big in Pittsburgh that when Warner Brothers brought him over to us, we were doing our weekly uh, artist review shows up at the um, the old ghost bar on Euclid Avenue. Mm-hmm. And um, they brought him in saying they were about to sign him to a major record label. So we interviewed him. We played two songs. He he um, pantomimed over the, the the music, and all the our, all the DJs there loved him. Like, man, you're gonna be good. So, mm-hmm. we seen the vision. We told them, we told Warner Brothers that'd be a definitely good investment. So, that's how we did Cardi B over a Zoom call in the same year. I think it was 2017. Um, Wiz Khalifa was might be 2014, 2015. No. Mm-hmm. It was earlier than that. It was before I had my kidney transplant. So been a while. So wow, you had a kidney transplant. Yeah, nine years ago. My daughter gave me a kidney and saved my life. And just been living and thanking God every day since. Man, them Christmas presents got to be phenomenal after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my oldest child, and she just turned 38 the other day. What, last Monday? No, Sunday, this past Sunday. Sunday. Wow. Mm -hmm. And and I know people people that that tune in are going to get tired of me talking about my heart surgery, but I had heart surgery a couple of years ago. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Man, tell me about it. Yes, sir. Like the the one of the most profound things was seeing like it was right at the height of COVID, so they they couldn't come in and 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 hang out with me or anything like right. that. But my kids showed up, and my my old lady showed up, my brother, and they was it was cold as hell outside, and they all outside the window waving at me. Right. I just cried like a big ass baby. How do you, how how do you? I can't even conceptualize one of my kids giving me a kidney, like like. It's it's a blessing. I told her, I said, I put it in layaway 30 minutes. And so it's 29 years ago when I talked, when I made the statement to her. Now, so she, she's 38 now. So I said, I put this kidney in layaway. So thank you, Lord. So wow. it's, it's always a big hug and a big old smile every time we see each other. So I can't, oh man. Well, yeah. salute to her. That is a beautiful thank thing. You, and that's, that is an awesome gift. Um, you you had a rap group back in the day, if I remember correctly, right? Johnny on the Sorcerer Crew. 45, Nine, uh, 40 years ago. Nine that was y'all was the Wu Tang before the Wu Tang. Yeah, nine members, yes, sir. You got yes. it right. Head on the number. What did you, you do? Were you the rapper or were you the DJ? I was a DJ. Yeah. I took it started off with two young guys that lived on my street, <clears throat> uh, Wayne D and Mr. T. Mm-hmm. We come, first was Johnny on the Rapporteur crew. Then I kept hearing about, that was 1981, we formed that. Then while we were out doing shows and everything, we kept hearing about DJ Shock and Mike McAdoo. And the name of their crew, I forgot what the name of their crew was, but it was four or five of them. So we went over and talked to them. Like, yeah, here y'all making some noise. Y'all kind of young, but y'all might need some help. Let me help y'all 
why don't y'all join up with us and we're going to take over the city. Mm -hmm. So the other three or four members, they weren't really doing nothing. So we took DJ Shock and Mike McAdoo and joined them with Wendy D and Mr. T. And we became the, I, I was the wizard because I was at Youngstown State DJing on the radio station. And then the, the call letters was WSRD, Wizard, okay. the Wizard. So I started calling myself the Grand Wizard instead of, you know, just Johnny O. Because I like to do tricks and everything back in the day. And I said, well, wizards have sorcerers. So y'all going to be the sorcerer crew. And then we performed, we formed the sorcerer crew. And um, one of the other guys, my best friend at the time, DJ Wild C, rest in peace. Um. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought you were talking to me. Uh, Wild C. And then Chuck Fresh came in. Mm -hmm. Earl Holloman came in. He was a beatboxer. Rest in peace. He died a few years ago. Sorry. So we had Wayne D, Mr. T, DJ Shock, Mike McAdoo, Wild C, myself, Chuck Fresh, and Casper C. And it was uh, Rick Owens. He's a bell bondsman. So that made the whole nine, the team of nine. So. Mm. Johnny Uno Social Group went from three of us to nine people. So what happened though? Y'all get signed? We, um, 1991, we was creating so much noise. And we went down to uh, Norfolk, Virginia for a, a rap concert. It was a competition concert. Mm -hmm. So when we walked in, it was by then it was only just me and Casper C. We called ourselves Threat Set at the time. But when we walked in, we had a song called um, we had a, a song called Psycho Unit. And at the moment in Cleveland, they were getting ready to tear down the old psychiatric unit mm -hmm. up on Fairhill. So one night we oh, was going past. Right. And it was me and Casper, we was leaving the reason why. He said, Man, I got this beat. He said, so he's playing and listening to it coming down Fair Hill. And he said, what can we call it? And I said, I looked over at the cycle unit because I work construction. I said, we're going to call it the cycle unit. And he went home and wrote the lyrics and everything. Next morning I got up, he said, I got the lyrics for him and listened to them. So we made a song called the cycle unit. So we went to Norfolk, Virginia. We get there. We got him in a straight jacket in a diaper with a hood over his head. So we planned <laughs> the whole thing out, y'all. It's crazy. So we walk in. We said we need the darkest, most quiet corner in the club. So they said, yeah, that's over there. So they sent us over to this dark corner. We put four tables around him. We put him in the middle. And he, he just sitting like this, acting crazy. <laughs> we got one couple of guys standing next to him with chains on him and ropes on him and shit. We played the whole thing out. Everybody was walking past. Can we say something to him? They said, he don't talk. He don't talk. <laughs> So they, they called our name to perform. Well, they called us, said, to get ready to perform. So the group before us was Javier and the Straight Jackers. That mm -hmm. was the name of the group. Come to find out the guy Javier is Jermaine Dupree. So everybody was there to really see him. Okay. So he went on. Everybody clapping. They standing up. They going crazy. And when we come out and we unsnapped those... <laughs> those chains off of, of Casper C and he go off and I dropped the beat and everybody just like, damn, 
he crazy gonna bite me. He walking up to people like ah. <laughs> it was, it was, I wish we had a video of that. So so bad. I wish we had a video. And this like I think it was 12 or 13 cars that drove from Cleveland to Norfolk, Virginia. Damn. And it was a it was a every car was at least four people in each car. So so is that when you met Jermaine Dupree's father? That's when I met Michael Martin. Yeah. Michael Martin, they walked up to us because we won the battle. And he said, hey, y- y'all need management? And my partner, Wiles, he said, we need professional manager. He said, I'm acting as manager. So they said, all right, we got y'all. So we go back. We drive back to Cleveland. About two weeks later, they called Wiles C. And they said, we got um, tickets to y'all to fly to uh, Miami. So they flew me, Mike, and Casper to Miami. And they signed us as their management team. And mm. Wild C became our road manager. About a month after that, I was working on the um, Jacobs Field, the Indian Stadium at the time. Mm-hmm. And they called and said, you got to be in New York tomorrow. So I told my construction boss, I said, man, I need to get, I need to get um, a couple of days off. He said, well, they laying you off today anyway. So I took my layoff check. Two days later, we flew to New York to Jive. We had a meeting with Jive Records and Barry Weiss, who owns Jive Records. So mm-hmm. we sitting there playing our music. They kind of groove into it. They said, yeah, I kind of like it, but we need y'all to sound like the Fushnickens. I don't like the Fushnickens. We don't rap like the Fushnickens. Well, that's what's hot right now. You need to sound like them. So our Mike Mike, Michael Malden and Philip Calloway had... The contract ready to be signed. It was for a quarter of a million dollars. But they said, but you got to stay up here and you got to record. You got to use our studios. So Mike and uh, Philip went through it and they said, no, this is not a good deal. You're going to blow this 250000 just up here living mm-hmm. and recording. He said, well, we can record in a day or two. We do our own beats. They're like, no, nah, this is not a good deal. So we didn't take the deal. We turned it down. Quarter of a million dollars in 1991. That was some money. That's good money, yeah. So it worked out for you, though. Yeah, I'm still alive. That's the main thing. Well, still, you know, you, I'm still you, in the industry. I worked with Russell Simmons, uh, all the people that he brought made big. So I got that story to tell. What's he like? Well, when I met him, we sat down in the um, Apollo Theater. He flew us to New York. Me and Wild C, and Wild C was big dude. I'm big, but Wild C was double my size right now. He was 500 pounds, period. And so we flew to New York. We, Me, Wild C, and Christy Barber, she was the Rizzo connection because they called her. Mm-hmm. They wanted us to, because we did stories for them all the time in our magazine. And um, we were flown up there, went straight to the Apollo, we're sitting us, sitting us in the back first, and then one lady kept walking back and forth, taking people to up to the front. So she finally came and got me. So she walked me up. She said, Johnny, this Russell, Russell, this Johnny. He looked up. He said, sit down. He patted the chair. He said, sit down. So I sat down. He said, I want to thank you first for saving my brother. I said, hey, you're welcome, because Run had got uh, a, a rape case. The girl said she he raped her at a concert they was at here in Cleveland at Mall C. And we, me and the attorney 
and Wild C. We figured out, and MC Chill helped us too because he was down at Kent State when we took Run and DMC to, and Jam Master J to Kent State. <laughs> but um, so we went through that. We got all the information, got the background information about the girl who claimed Run raped her, who he didn't because he was with us the whole time. Mm-hmm. He never left my sight the whole weekend. Um, I dropped him off at the hotel, and she said he raped her in, in Kent. And we knew that was a lie. So it got thrown out and um, Run offered us to become the first Def Jam street team outside of New York. Yeah, And, we, and that was, that was like 1990. Yeah, like 1990, 91. So 90, the early 90s was really big for Johnny on the Search Crew. We grew and just kept traveling and doing everything. But Russell was a cool guy. He gave me gave us a job as a street team, doing street promotions for Def Jam. Mm-hmm. So we got every artist they had. They come through Cleveland. They come through Ohio. They had to stop in Cleveland and, and see us. So that's crazy. I, I was at all the clubs. So every night we almost every week we had a different artist come through a club. Yo, and, and just to- totally. Totally off, uh, got nothing to do with nothing. I'm just curious uh-huh. though. You and your wife just have an energy Thank that you. is is just it it's just lovely, it, ain't it? It I is. Wake up and like, girl, you know I love your ass. I, I, I can you. tell. How did you meet her? <laughs> I met her at the Mirage. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It's not that kind of relationship. Job. So we was at the Mirage. June the 23rd, 2021. 2001. I'm sorry. 2001. Yeah. So I'm drunk because me and my boy, <laughs> it was his birthday, Tony Patrick. He was, it was his birthday. Me and him and a couple other guys, we was out drinking and they were smoking cigars and stuff. I said, let's go down to Mirage. We ain't doing nothing. So we drove down there. We sat in the parking lot for about a half an hour talking. So we go up to the door. I say, oh, they all with me because, you know, I had the clout at the Mirage. So mm-hmm. we all walk in and I'm sitting there. I'm walking around. So I start dancing with this crazy girl. And my <laughs> wife now was on the other side of the Mirage and she kept looking at me. So I said, you looking at me? And she did like that. When she waved me off, that's the no. first thing she shouldn't have did. I said, I'm going to see who that is. And she had on these like rainbow colored shoes and some white pants and a top to match them. <laughs> I see that shit like it was right now yesterday. <laughs> uh, so I, I go over to her, I said, you know me? And she, yeah, who don't know Johnny O? I said, okay. So what's your name? My name is Monique. No, you said Penelope, didn't you? No, I have, what was my what was your name? fake I name? She had a fake name. name. <laughs> gave me her fake name. I said, what you doing? I, it was my sister's birthday. I said, oh, it was my boy's birthday. We've been out drinking. She said, I can tell you drunk. I said, yeah, y'all got something to eat? <laughs> so she said, oh, it's a little food. Oh, they had three chicken wings left. So I, I smashed them three chicken wings. That was it. That was it. It was late. It was, it was after <laughs> So I smashed them three wings. I said, girl, I'm going to kiss them lips. <laughs> I said, I love them lips. So I went in and I kissed her. And she's like, you don't know me like that. I'm like, I'm going to get to know you. Mm. And 
we've been together ever since. So, yo, oh, man. But I have a love for music too. Guys. Oh yeah, That's she 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 thinks she a DJ. <laughs> I keep telling her I'm gonna get you up to our DJ school and teach you how to DJ because you she can mix it in her mind. I mean, you got DJ school? Yeah, we got a DJ school. It's called the Nerve DJ Institute. You got to come up one day. We just we're expanding right now. So, shit, where you at? Uh, 173rd in, in London, in Euclid. You know that big building in London and Euclid, the Chandler Building. I'll text you the email, uh, the uh, the address, and we can meet up there one day. All right. Yeah. Matter of fact, shit. I'm, this, this weekend, if you're free, because I'm I actually off this weekend. Um, I ain't got shit to do. Sunday, yeah, we can take it uh, Sunday. Yeah, the building will be open on Sunday. Yeah, that'll work. I would love. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. Yo, yeah. how did you uh, end up working with Big Hef? Uh, we were doing a uh, conference at the um, Earth Nightclub, and Nerve DJs was the big word in town, and and Hef was there, and I was buying drinks. He said, hey, "I want to talk to you about um, connecting. You know, working with you guys." I said, "All right, well." We'll have a meeting. So sit down with John, John Mitchell, and DJ Quest. I think John Mitchell was leaving at the time. And so me and Quest had a meeting. And we said, um, yeah, that's what you think about um, putting on Big Hef as a, a vice president? He said, that's cool. Hef's, Hef's name is out here. I said, yeah. So. We approved him, and we set up a meeting where the three of us can sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. We talked and have been on since 2009. Man, so, I used to try to rap back in the day. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I used to go to uh, uh, Molly's studio. Oh, yeah, Mar Stu Molly. Yeah. Yep, Studio 76. And I that's think that's where I met Hef. He don't remember me worth the shit, but right. it was so long ago. Now. Yeah, it was. <laughs> pro it pro had to be like 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah, Hef was rapping was, himself then. Yeah, I want. I thought he was, but I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, Molly was really a, a, a you know Molly was sonically. He oh, was yeah. a lot different than a lot of cats. Oh yeah, long time ago. He was when we, you know, I put Marley on. I, who haven't you put on? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I put Marley, Marley. I put him on that first album with that OH10 album. Really? Around to the first compilation album, as far as I can say, ever. They call it a mixtape. They said Johnny O invented the mixtape. So anybody who want to argue, we go back to mid-80s and show you. So, But put the, went out, put that album out, OH10 in full effect. I went around to every neighborhood passing out flyers. We printed up like 20,000, 30,000 flyers. Get your song recorded, produced and recorded by Johnny O and Casper C to go on a album that's going to go out nationwide. $500. You get a photo shoot. You get a recording session with Mike McAdoo, Johnny O and Casper C. I mean, Mike Chapman, not mm -hmm. Mike McAdoo. Johnny O and Casper C produced track. And shit, 13 people signed up for it. Hmm. So me and Boss, you know Boss? Mm -mm. No, me and Boss put it together. Um, he became the record label. I became the management company. 
And we put that album together and we got full blessings from Lynn Tolliver, rest in peace. And uh, it went, it went, it did really good. We sold 40,000 copies before internet ever had existed. So that's crazy, right? There. Yeah, we made our money back. Artists had a great time traveling, doing shows, and did shows with artists they would never have done it with, done shows with if it wasn't for us. So, so who for, 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 for you, who get your top three Cleveland MCs? Wow. Suave Gotti, oh, yeah. number one. Suave okay. Gotti. Um, at, at their height or now? To you. Oh, to me. Casper yeah. C and Mike McAdoo. But Suave Gotti is the freestyle king, the best I ever heard. <sighs> hmm. Suave Gotti. I definitely got to say K Chill. K Chill, yeah, that's my and, and that's my guy. I play poker with him too. Oh, okay. Um, Tell him I need some work now. I should. I thought about hiring him to do this deck at the house. Oh we, man, come on! Yeah, I, I call him as soon as we we done. Yeah, I, I, we, I can't do it right now, but just let him know I, I'm still gonna need his services. All right, yeah, yeah. you know, busy man. I know he's real busy. Yeah, he does great work though. Uh, let yeah. me see. Um, I want to say. Probably Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone. Yeah. Um, damn, man. What's old boy from uh, EC? Is it Ray Jr.? Ray Jr.? Yeah. 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 I I'm, I'm, my, my three are mainly freestyle show MCs. Mm-hmm. That's the three I picked. Now, you still got Cool TLC, another one. I put him right up there with Swab. Okay. Yeah. It was a sister, actually, uh, uh, a Puerto Rican young lady that I met a long time ago in Lorraine, though. Okay. And her name was Mystery. And to this day, absolutely probably top five MCs I've ever really? actually heard. And wow. saw her, sat down and wrote a song with her, and she was freaking phenomenal. Wow. Just never made it. Just Not never no, made it. No wrong, the wrong connections. You gotta yeah. like it's all yeah. about connections in this business. So you know what it is, and it's not even the talent, it is the it is the work ethic. Yeah. You know, it is just like the tortoise and the hare. Like who who actually is gonna stick with it? The people that, yeah. that that stick with it, like people, I'll say like Gucci Man, people, oh, he's trash, blase speed. I I myself don't think he's a good rapper. However, I respect the shit out his hustle. His hustle is phenomenal. Yes, you cannot take that away. You cannot take the grind away from that man. In his three, two, three years in jail, his girl put the money up and made more money off of it. So, way to go! Yeah, you know, I. Ooh, that was a good versus too. By the way, now that I'm thinking, yeah. that might have been the best versus. Do you watch the verses? I think that's the only one I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, I ain't gonna lie. That that is the only verses I watched. Did I watch another? I can, I could I couldn't figure out how to even get on it. I said I'm too busy. I got other work to do. I'm doing promotions for artists all over the country. I ain't got time for this. So, so who's next? Out of Cleveland? Just period. Like who? Period. Who you know that you see right now that you like? Yeah, this is gonna be the next person. 
Well, yeah, Hearthstone is definitely there. Hearthstone, you know, Hearthstone, the mm -mm. African guy, yeah, mm -mm. he's Niger from Nigeria. But as soon as you hear him, you think he's uh, Jamaican. But boy, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Sings, rap, and he can perform, he's an entertainer. Mm -hmm. That's now, a lost art too now. Yes, he's an inter and that's all he he's like, I don't even care about the promo, just get me on shows. So I got him doing a one show in a different city in a different state every month until the end of the year. That's all he yeah, wants to do. He, if, if he could perform every day, that's how he wants to get his um his following up. Like, I don't you got that kind of money to fly everywhere, it's it's too rough. So Africa been doing their thing over the last couple of years, though. Yeah, African with, artists have really been putting their foot in, in, in with, music. With the Afro beats? Yes. Yeah. Crazy. You know, and I'm trying to get my little the podcast over there in Africa. It ain't easy. I don't know. You better know somebody. Yeah, you always got to know somebody. Know somebody, yeah. So what's the guy's name? Um, And, and God forgot. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, his wife was murdered a couple of years ago. Oh, Clarence Avant. Oh, Avant, yeah. Mm. Oh, in California, yeah. 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 You Cleveland's version of him. <laughs> that's an honor, bro. Thank you. But that's legit. That that is yeah. that like I don't think that it could happen in Cleveland without it going through you. That's what a lot of people say. Well, I try to make connections, so. You humble, but come on, you don't, you don't never just sit up and be like, man, I'm the shit. Not no. once, nope. never. Mm -mm. <sighs> nope, it's not in me. So don't do it. I just, I just thank him upstairs for letting me stay here after my seventy-one day bout with COVID. So, damn. Yeah. So career-wise, what's the highlight and what's the low light? Ooh. Lows? I don't think I can even say a low. You've been doing it for 7,000 years and you ain't got no low? Oh, yeah. That wasn't a low, though. It was. Yeah, was I was miserable. I was miser miserable yes. I, Wait, I, what'd I, she say, though? She said, when I first retired from DJing, and then everybody kept calling me for parties and I had to come back. So, yeah, I was kind of miserable. Because <laughs> at my job, they said, you can't be DJing in this company car and all that. You can't have the baby seat. And I said, I'm just going to retire from DJing. So, that was kind of low. I could so see that. People, more people was calling me when I retired than when I was DJing and my number was out there every day. So, yeah, it was a little, that was a little low point, but I started doing other things. So I was DJing five, six, seven nights a week in clubs all over the city. So I was the DJ Ellery popularity that he's he DJ had Ellery. back yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. So yeah, he's because he's killing shit right now. Yeah, he's he's mm -hmm. everywhere. Everybody wants Ellery because he's everywhere. So yeah. I mean he, he, he earned Ellery. that spot though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't now, even really go out anymore. You know, Ellery was DJing in the 80s, and he quit. Then he came back after we started Nerve DJs, and we got him back into DJing and gave him the music and everything to get him back running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Okay, so what's the highlight for you? Highlight? There's a bunch of highlights. My one highlight is DJing for Public Enemy in New York, taking what's his name place? Terminator X. Terminator X place because he couldn't. His plane got delayed, and I filled in for them. Really? Yeah. How much I didn't time have did you to have? Press a button, but uh, I faked it a little bit. <laughs> Then nobody in the audience really know what it wasn't Terminator X because we was both light skinned, both had to go tease. And you know, I just put on his big glasses that he had and I just stood up there. Yo, so the crazy is I've I've interviewed Chuck D and it might have been my worst interview. Really? That's yes. my boy. It, it, I had been wanting to interview him for uh, this Chuck fucking D. Right. I wanted to interview him for years. His people called me like you got you got like half an hour to get ready. Right. I try, you know, and I'm one of those people that I need to look you up, even if I know you. Right. I For the comfort level of, of, of what I'm trying to do, I need to be able to, to, to kind of live with the interview for at least a good week. Right. And it taught me a valuable lesson, though. Mm. Like, now I look up people that I think I want to interview just to kind of have some of some of their they history in the back of my mind, just right. in case I get another Chuck D. But man, I was nervous. I don't get all that nervous with people. You know, right. I've met some, some dope people over the years. Exactly. It's fucking Chuck D, bro. Yeah. And I'm like... One of my DJs in Canada, his name is DJ Despair, Salute Despair. They had a festival up there a couple of weeks ago. So about a month ago, he reached out to me and said, hey, big bro, I know you and Chuck are close. Can you let him know I want to interview with him when he comes to Canadian Music Fest? I said, yeah, I reached right out to him. So I text Chuck. He said, anything for you, Johnny? Yo, I got you. So I said, well, this is the guy that's going to do the interview. You can do the interview with. As soon as he got there, he asked everybody, where's DJ to spare? I got to do an mm-hmm. interview with him that Johnny O set up. They set him in the whole back room by themselves, and he had him for two or three hours. Are you and serious? Chuck, Chuck enjoyed it. He said, man, your guy was really good. He did a thorough interview, and um, I appreciate you setting up the interview. Now I'm going to be, you know, the man in Canada now. So, so thanks, Chuck. Appreciate you. And you gotta, you so I could set it up and you redo your interview yes. coming from me and you'll get a better response out of it. Yeah, because he's <laughs> probably talking a lot of shit about that. He gonna he gonna no bro, I don't fuck him. It was trash. Don't no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. He was scared, he was nervous. I ain't dealing with But him. if I'm gonna get a plug from you, Red Man. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. It, it would be Red Man. And I'm going to tell you why. I had a good friend of mine, probably right one of the best MCs I've ever met. Right. And we we were in a, in a, a camp back in the day, uh, Mini Styles Posse. And okay. Red Man was just absolutely his guy. Well, my boy passed away a few years ago. Um, and it was actually, I've been doing this show for like seven years. So it was a couple of years before that. And I said when I st- Come on, man. You showing off, really, bro? That was so unnecessary. <laughs> I'm going to call and see if he, if he answered one day. But I, I was like, get off the phone. 
that's the guy, you know, like, and, and I've, you know, Pete Rock interviewed him, Chuck D interviewed wow. him, Crazy Bone. Like, I got a shitload of people. Just can't fucking get red, man. And that was the one person when I started this shit that I wanted to interview in honor of my boy. Well, you know, Red Man and Method Man came to the reason why, why I was DJing. No, I'm sorry. It was Red Man and Par- not Paris, um, Eric Sermon. Okay. Came to the reason why they was on the Def Jam tour and came through and tore that month up. Red Man was DJing, Paris was rapping. Really? All the reason why, yeah. Oh man, that crazy! Guy. Oh my god! So yeah, we go way back. EPMD, uh, all of them. So, you know, it was a really, really honest and good interview was Keith Murray. Oh yeah, mm. Keith been quiet too. But I, I did not, I did not know the pain that man has endured. Story. You know, people talk a lot of shit. Oh, Keith Murray, hi, he does blah 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 blah. If you listen to his story and and mm-hmm. the 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 people he's lost, right? You man, understand why. You, you you completely yeah. get it, you know. Um, over the years, you've seen a shitload of people who should have made it that didn't. Shit, us Johnny on the Sorcerer Crew. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it, bro. Yeah, I ain't making like I wanted to make it though. But yeah, we made it. So, but yeah, I would I would say definitely we should have been. Besides, you know, since. Brains did his thing. We should have been the other ones coming out of Cleveland before a lot, but I wanted those checks coming in like they was getting. So, but it was it's good. But let me see who else, who the Suave Gotti, yeah, always Suave Gotti should have been a national known artist, a global artist, mm-hmm. and he nationally known now, but it's just mostly underground shit. Yeah, Suave Gotti, Suave Gotti. High respect for him, always. See, I would say Chip the Ripper. Chip the Ripper, yeah. But I think he um and I and I fucked with Chip the Ripper heavy. Well, his early shit. Early, early, yeah. When he moved, he lost it. When he moved to Cali, he lost it. Yeah. Oh yeah, brothers for the struggle. They were fire. They still fire. I'm, yeah, Johnny Paycheck is putting out songs every week. He all over the internet promoting it. And and uh, Pratt, I think Pratt is about to get married to something. That's what they said he was doing. Yeah, he about to get married. But yeah, Brothers for the Struggle, DJ Quick. Well, Before, DJ Quick is a legend. Like, he did his thing. Yes, he Quick, Quick put them on the, not the DJ Quick from California. Oh, okay. The Cleveland DJ Quick. Oh, see, I I only know the California one. Nah, he was the he was the guy that came up and kind of dethroned Johnny O's name. So DJ Quick came in and stop it, man, and flipped it over. Then he just stopped. Came a preacher. preacher. But you know, a lot of people do it. Some people stay with he stayed with it though. So, huh. Yeah. You can't, you know, God kicks you in the gut, you answer. You answer, yeah. He did just that. He got kicked in the gut. He threw everything out and left it. Yeah. Because my mother yeah. was not a religious person my whole life. Right. I don't know. Um, she passed away two years ago. So probably right. like the decade prior, she just really found a church home. 
Mm-hmm. And that turned into a, 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 not that she was, she was always a great person. Right. But a much happier person. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. I've never been a church person, but I got so much honor and respect for her pastor. Right. Like when she passed away, they were so phenomenal. Mm. I mean, like I, I, I remember sitting on the porch crying. Wow. Cause they, they did it like the whole church did a drive by cause they oh. couldn't actually come over to the house. Oh, so wow. I mean, for like 30 minutes, it's just car after car after car. And it, it was such a testament to the person my mother was, mm-hmm. but also into the type of church she had joined. Which church? It's here one. In, in it's in Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Okay. Yeah, she lived here in Cleveland for about ten minutes. I moved down here, and then she dipped, went back home. No, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> go what made you Cleveland. stay in Cleveland? You could have. I'm sure you could have moved anywhere you wanted to. I love Cleveland. We're building a house now in Warrensville, and my wife keeps saying we should have moved out of town. Like, no, there's no place like Cleveland. We don't get no tornadoes in the south. Hurricanes in the mid south, <laughs> earthquakes in the west. We got beautiful weather in the summer. The weather in the winter kind of crappy, but I can deal with it. I've been in here this long. I've been here sixty years, so I might as well finish it out here. We'll go visit some other cities. I love Cleveland. I built most of it, so when I, I my construction years, huh? I, really? Yeah. I've, I worked construction from the time I was 18. I retired two years ago, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. October 2020. After I got out of the hospital with COVID, we sitting at the table. I said, yeah, I'm just going to retire. I ain't going back to work because I was too weak. Mm. I laid in that bed for 71 days. I woke up in July, could not breathe with COVID. Mm. Get little bitty breaths in. She called the ambulance. They came and got me, gave me oxygen. I was feeling better. Sat out on the port on the, on the line for a minute because mm-hmm. they had the three or four guys to carry me out of the bedroom upstairs. Sat me out on the porch. And then they said, oh, "We're gonna put you on a on a plat table, put you in the ambulance, and take you to the hospital." So they put me in there. Drove me to Cleveland Clinic. Took 71 days to get out. So I was on the ventilator from the time they took me in until maybe a couple weeks, couple weeks before they let me out. So let me ask you this. At some point, you, you got to think about dying. Yeah. Were you okay with your legacy at that point? I was. Yeah. I didn't want to die, but I was but you okay were good. with my legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add to it? I just want to keep living and to keep doing what I'm doing. I enjoy it very much. I enjoy creating the radio stations, the websites. Uh, a guy called me from um, South Carolina the other day. I need these records. I said, when I get a break, I'll look for them. He said, how much you going to charge me? I said, well, my time is going to take me three hours. I said, I'll give you the low rate. Give me $75. So now I'll send, I'll gather them and send them to you. I, well, they own YouTube. I said, don't you know how to download from YouTube? I don't know how to do it. I said, well, it's gonna cost me your time. It's gonna cost your time is gonna cost me. My time. My time is gonna cost you seventy five dollars. 
what? I said, well, if you participated as being a nerve DJ, <laughs> as you always call yourself, I would have did it for free, but you ain't never, and you ain't been on one conference call in 12 years. I said, so why should I do some shit for you for free? Oh. So, so pay me for my time. All what right. Do, what is the conference calls about? I've seen the, I've seen the, uh, we, the, the, the advertising. We put, we put, um, industry signed artists mm-hmm. with independent industry artists that's trying to get signed and trying to you know do things like that expand their brand okay. so what we do we bring in like we interviewed cardi b before she ever even came out superstar jay and big health are were cool uh-huh. so jay said hey i'm working with this girl you might have seen her on tv you know What's that? I forgot the show. I never watched it, but and I want to get on y'all conference call. So we put her on. She did drops for like 800 DJs. You know, half, not even 200 of those DJs ever even downloaded the damn drops from Cardi B. I play mine all the time. They'd be like, man, you got Cardi B drop. I said, you had one too, but you didn't go download it. Man, I'm not going to stick it. Yourself. Right. I said, so forget it. I deleted the folder now. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> don't come back five, six years later trying to get on like you've been down. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm petty sometimes. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I, too, am petty. How you say <laughs> intellectually petty. Petty, that's right. That's the name of your radio station. So, Johnny, Johnny O is intellectually, I can't even say, intellectually. <laughs> You're a fool, brother. You you crazier than me, shit. So I I I I tell him in a heartbeat. You know, I said support equals support. It's free to support. Man, I tell artists all the time. You go to my website. You upload your music for free. If you go do that, I will give you free radio play on my radio stations. Yeah, bro. I'm about to be on. I'm about to be on your radio station. Well, we can go up there Sunday. I got a wedding Saturday, so. And congratulations to them. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's you know DJ Total Chaos. Man, I I don't do anything, bro. But go to work and <laughs> and do my podcast. Where you work at? I, I work at a nursing home. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I used to work at the clinic for about a decade. I'm a nurse. Oh, okay, good, good. We yeah. need more than. More, more, more nurses. I don't. I don't recommend it. Zero stars. <laughs> That's what our daughter is trying to be. Well, she is now. She yeah. works for the hospice now, but she's not doing nursing. But she's getting her. She's getting her um, RN license mm-hmm. really soon. Excuse me. Yeah, man. It is. It ain't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, so what days would you be able to work? Um, I do three twelves a week. I'm off every Thursday. Um, and so we'll, you know, I'll work my schedule around the days I need to be available. Right, but I have to work every other weekend. Do if you? How long do you do your interviews for? I'm usually an hour. An hour. So Mm -hmm. you record them right, and then you can download them as an MP3. Yep. Yeah. Because what I'll do is I'll uh, 
probably probably this weekend I'll upload this to iTunes to Google Play all all of the the usual podcast right. networks. Okay. You know, um so oh my goodness, I got to um have you heard of Boldy James? Oh yeah. I'm interviewing him next month. Wow. Like that is um like especially from Detroit, like that's that's a big that's thing amazing. for me. Yeah. But as far as just a, a flat out MC, like that guy is for me, like he's that next. Right. I don't even call. I don't even know if I want to call him the next, but he there now. Yeah, he is like him and Benny the Butcher. Yeah. Phenomenal. We just had no Benny didn't make it. Somebody else from their camp made it during our conference call. A couple about two months ago. Do you ever get excited? No. <laughs> Nobody? Nope. Is there who who out there haven't you met that you like, man, let me meet this person? I met Jay-Z when he first started, so just can't say him. Really? Met Puff Daddy and never met Beyonce. But I got a Beyonce next to me. So <laughs> Oh man, you smooth, bro. You smooth. You just can't sing. <laughs> She like that's the reason I'm sitting. <laughs> this is my Beyonce right here. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't as wealthy as, but she finer than him. So. I like I like the I like the way you operate, bro. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But no, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I've never met either one of them. They would both be pretty dope. I interviewed a cat that owns Patchwork Studios before. Oh yeah, wow. Curtis Daniels, the third. Patchwork in New York? Patchwork in, in Atlanta. LA. Atlanta, okay. Yeah. You guys are similar in in just how you go about your business. Right. N- not phased by much and have met the world. Yeah. I was on tour with LL when he first got out. He was on his promotional tour. We was on the same tour. Um, the bus broke right down. There. Yeah, I had I had six or seven sorcery crew members, and they gave us three hundred dollars a show. We had to drive my van to every show, and their tour bus with Houdini, Curtis Blow, Rockmaster Scott, the Dynamic Three, and um, UTFO before they became UTFO. Mm-hmm. Kango Kid and Doc. We're all on the bus. And LL said, I was like, well, I'm going to drive up ahead and see how far the gas station is away. So they said, yeah, go on the drive up. And I'm like, can I go with you? And come on. So they jumped in. So crew jumped in. I had a nine-passenger van, so it wasn't nothing for me and for LL and Cut Creator to jump in with us. So we drove up about 20 miles, got some snacks and some waters and stuff, and brought them back. And by by the time we got back, the tow truck was pulling up to tow the bus to the gas station where we just came from. Mm-hmm. So gave everybody a drink and some chips and stuff. They gave me the money, get everything. And we made it to Cincinnati. We had just did a show in Pittsburgh the night before. The next day we was in Cincinnati. And that's when me and LL and Cut Creator became really good friends. So one of the one of the highlights of my career was with my current wife. We was in Vegas, and I've been telling her this whole time. Yeah, I know LL Cool J. She was like, "Yeah, right." 
<laughs> she really was like just like that or whatever. So <laughs> in Vegas, I think we was at um Caesars. Was we at Caesar? I don't remember what casino is at. MGM. MGM. Mm-hmm. So we getting ready to get on the elevator, and I don't even know where it was going, but the elevator opens up, and it's LL and a bunch of people. He like Johnny O. And she looked at him like, you do know LL. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't want to lie about no shit like that. <laughs> so we she's been in love with me ever since. So. <laughs> Man, that's I literally, me and my cousin Eddie used to do the I'm bad video route. Like we had that whole, that whole routine. <laughs> yes, man. That was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this was a great interview, bro. Well, I appreciate that. Love it, love it, love it. I don't laugh too much, but except no. when my wife made me laugh. So, I, well, you know what, man? I, I, I try to ask a few questions and just have a good conversation. You know, right. like your talent, your talent gets you here, but your story is what makes it great. Makes you stay. So we have a yeah. show that we call Conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's every Monday between 6 and 8. And it's hosted by DJ Shawnee Sean and the Bourbon Brothers. That's what we call okay. ourselves. There's five or six of us that call ourselves the Bourbon Brothers. And we drink bourbon. And we talk and we converse about different things. And we record it. We have the cameras and everything in the studio. So um, you probably work on Mondays then, don't you? Every other Monday. Every other Monday, too. So let me know your next off Monday and you can come on through. A week from this Monday, A week from this A week from the 4th of July. So you're off yep. on the 11th. Yep. All right, we're going to schedule you on our show at the station. Man, come on, man. You're about to have me crying up in here. No, nah, you're going to do that. We're going to be I, joyful. I, <laughs> man, I, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I reached out a few years ago because I'm like, man, I really want to fuck with the Nerve DJs. And I don't okay. know what happened, but nothing happened. Wow. You and must have reached the wrong place. I or if you put it on man. Facebook, I might no. not have ever seen the message. Okay. No, I, would, I wouldn't put myself out there publicly like that. No, I'm just talking about like on DM or Facebook or something. Yeah, I, I think it, it must have been something like that. But I was like... Yeah, I, I, <sighs> I very seldom see those. I go in there sometimes and be like, damn, this from three years ago. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> So why, we're, man? We're connected now, so we are. And this, you know what? This has been one one of my favorite conversations I've had, thank bro. You, thank you. You know, and I want to thank your wife for, for loaning you to me for us a little bit. She said, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> no, much so appreciated. You got to interview me. Yeah, she said. Next time you got to interview her. So you see how she, know. Well, I can sit behind her and critique and, her. <laughs> I can tell him I can talk. She That's can really it. talk though, John. She can talk. So, so she had you. Like, oh, I can't get a word in with this one. John, hey, you, you know what? I'm getting better at listening at the older I get. Yeah, I listen to her every day, and it's it's a pleasure. Her voice is me- mellow to my ears. Oh my goodness! Like smoking a joint. <laughs> yeah, um, she like, wah, wah, wah. 
It's like smoking a joint, my brother. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days back in the day. Yes, sir. Um, If people want to get in contact with you, how they go about doing that? Um, Best way is um, to pick up the phone and call 216-701-1214. I do try to answer every call. Didn't I give you that number? No, sir. 701 No, the other the other number is 434-6. Hold on. If you don't want the world to have that number, don't say it. No, that's the well, I already said the one. That, hey, everybody in the world knows it already. I got 20,000 contacts in my phone. Really? Who's the top? Who, who's your top five contacts? I'm no Chuck D. He's in there. Chuck D. I'm number one. Oh, man, my wife number one. Okay. <laughs> uh, business wise. Business wise. Because that's that's already implied. I already know she number yeah, one. You know she number one. So. Um, but Chuck D. My crew. Well, they don't count. They, have, they do count. They no. They, they kept everything moving when I was down for seventy one days. Okay. I didn't have to worry about nothing. Not not one thing. They they kept the radio station moving. I mean, the money was there to pay for everything. The wife kept the bills paid, and yeah, my crew. I mean, I, on my favorites on my phone, they they right in there. So dope. wife, my crew that run hit runs the radio station in the in the office, and then I'll say, well, Chuck D always gonna be number one in my book because. When I was in the hospital getting my kidney transplant, right before I got released, Chuck was in town and Valerie, who was our connect, she called and said, hey, Chuck's going to be in town and uh, they're going to bring him up to see you. So I was telling all the nurses, I'm going to have a couple of visitors, Flavor Flavor, Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Mm-hmm. They're like, from Public Enemy? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Man, get the, they're like, man, get the hell out of here. So this was early in the afternoon when I'm telling the people. And I'm I'm walking around with my my cart, my little water, my bags, IV, IV bags. bags. And I'm telling all the guards, yeah, but Chuck D and Flavor Flay from Public Enemy coming through later tonight. So later today, I kept saying, because it was early. I didn't know what time it was coming. Mm-hmm. 11 p.m. I'm in my room. I had a private room. I'm knocked out. They come in waking me up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, y'all want something to drink? Y'all want something to eat? There's food over there. There's cookies over there. Hey, Nick, we here to visit you. Make sure you are. Right. You offering us shit. I say, well, that's how I was raised, Chuck. So we videotaped, and he said what he said. You know, I'm here to see my brother. You know, so, yeah, Chuck's always going to be high in my list, so. I can understand that. Yeah. Salute to Chuck D. And and I apologize, bro, if I ever talk to you again. I'll do do better. Yeah. (laughs) So other than that, my both of my parents have passed away and just family stuff. So I know the feeling. Yeah. I'm not starstruck over nobody. So So I've been there, done most of that, met most of the industry. Sat in tour buses with Run DMC. How many people can say that? That's Been on shows with LL, Curtis Blow, Fat Boys. Um, 
We just had Cool Roski, the last surviving fat boy, on the conference call this past Tuesday. That was my first album. We got a hit record. That's the first album you bought? That was the first. My mother actually bought it for me. Oh, okay. First rap album I ever had. Wow. Mm. We got to get you in contact. and let it, You want to interview him? Absolutely. Him and uh, Cocaine? You remember Absolutely. Cocaine from the West Coast? Yes, I do. I can set that up for you. Matter of fact, I think it's a did, did a Highway Money Man. It's a it's a young brother out there that does videos. Highway Money Man, and I'm trying to think, was that him that did a video with Cocaine? It might have been. Oh yeah, Cocaine got more collabs than anybody in the industry. Really? He'll tell you that in a minute. I didn't. He got that. more collabs than anyone in the industry. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. You learn some. Well, I don't learn something new every day. I'd be lying if I said that. Some days I just sit around and do nothing. And play. <laughs> I wish I could sit around and do nothing. <laughs> I keep my laptop in my lap. No, it's just some days I sit. I sit in my chair and play my video game, wow. and that'd be my day. What you play? Call of Duty. Oh, I never even played. It. I don't even have a video game unit here. Oh, that's the only game I got, man. I just love oh, yeah. killing people. On video games. <laughs> don't get don't get virtual people. Virtual right. people. Okay. <laughs> what you say they listening. <laughs> yes, that's why I had to, I had to be qualified at this. Right. You know, well, I'm not nobody's gang or nothing yeah. like that. It just mm. y'all made the video game. I just happened to support it. You know? There you go. <laughs> so um schedule you for July eleventh. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and a matter of fact, hmm? send me a picture. Yeah, so we're gonna make ugly. a flyer and promote it. All right, I got you. I will yeah. do that in a bio. So you got a bio? I act, well, I don't know if you want to call it a bio. I forgot what it will. You get some I gotta, pointers on yourself so we know what to ask you. So Shiny Sean, Shiny Sean can go off the top of his head. He's yeah, one of them I'm, interviewers like like Hef. Hef does great interviews. I I need to interview him. I can set that up. Yeah, so we can sit him down for a moment. Shit. Well, you know what? He can be wherever. You want to be on a plane? I don't give a shit. Okay. Chuck D was actually driving a truck when we when I interviewed him. Really? Yes. He must have been in Cali. I don't know, but I'm like, wow, Chuck D is driving a truck. That's what I'm thinking to myself. I right. just couldn't get that out of my. Why, why is he driving a truck? Eighteen <laughs> wheeler or a pickup truck? I, I, you know what? I only had a half an hour, so I really right. didn't. You know, I was trying to, right. yeah, you know, and I was already, you know, a little nervous there. So, but I was thinking to myself, like, why the, why the fuck is he driving a truck? It's just Chuck wow. D. Somebody should be right. driving him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, you be, sometimes you know you get humble and be like, I got this. Um, you know what? Um, I could be, I could wake up super rich tomorrow. And there's just certain shit I don't want nobody else doing for me. Yeah, I agree. You know, I don't like people driving for me. And like after I had my surgery, my wife had to drive for me. Right. We almost broke up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I get in to put that seatbelt right on. <laughs> oh my god! And I I couldn't even. I had to sit in the back seat because I had to have this little little uh, pillow over over right. my chest. Wow. She, I mean, one day she she pulled over like, "Look, you can get the fuck out, right? If you I don't mean, shut I, up, I'll, I'll, I'll crawl the rest of the way." Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I man. shut up at that point. <laughs> Mine be like this, <laughs> crazy. 
anyway, man, I'm not going to take much more of y'all time today. Much appreciated. Oh, it has been an honor, man. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Um, we got to get up and go to this damn wedding rehearsal. And I know we're going to be like the first ones there and everybody else going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. We got you so. July the 11th mm-hmm. interview. Okay. Just a uh, matter of fact, in, in, Tomorrow we, email me. I'll email you. Okay. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to text this number so you'll have my number locked in. Okay, do that. And text me your email because I don't know if I have. You sent me an email because I couldn't find it. Yeah. That day. yeah but yeah, text me an email too and I'll lock you in all of my phone. All right. Um, and Sunday we're going to meet up at the office. Okay. And ma'am, can you please make sure that he locks all that stuff in? I most certainly will. Thank you so much. I have to. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you. Y'all have a good one. You too. Appreciate I you, appreciate man. It. Yeah, thank All right, you. see you Sunday.